Happy Monday, Kingdom Family. Welcome back to another episode. Hi guys, welcome to the Kingdom. <laughs> this is your host, the one and only King Cora. Actually, I don't want to say happy Monday because you may be listening to this. Not on a Monday, but like on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, welcome. Just welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for clicking to listen again. I hope you're having a great start to 2022. I know that some of us have started school already or are about to start school Either this week or next week. Yeah. I am starting on the 25th, I believe. And yeah, that's like in a week. And I am not looking forward to it. Although it's my last semester ever. So maybe I am looking forward to it. You know, let's let's get this done and over with. I'm excited. A lot happened last semester. Most of which I didn't video, but a lot happened last semester, you know. I I got a job at my school library. I started doing Bible studies every Wednesday with my school club, my school Christian club. I made some friends or, you know, grew stronger in some friendships. <laughs> And, um, had all A's, you know, got all A's. Amongst other things. Oh, launched my brand. And, yeah, it was it was a crazy month. Oh, no, crazy semester. I don't know what the semester has in store for me, but I'm excited. I am very, very excited because... Well, first of all, not only is it a new semester, it's a new year. And like we've established before, we're going to be doing a couple of things new this year. Setting our goals, our intentions, and getting on some habits. And starting some new habits and ending the bad ones or trying to, all that stuff. So yeah, I'm excited if you guys are in college or high school or maybe not in school at all. Um, I hope you're still having a good January so far. It's the middle of January. That's insane. Um, I missed last week because I was traveling that week. And uh, I'm not traveling anymore. <laughs> I'm actually in California now. I was traveling to California on Monday and on Sunday. So, yeah, long story short, I did not (laughs) record an episode. But I'm in California right now. I'm in Los Angeles. And it is beautiful. Everything is beautiful. The sun shines every day. Some days it's cloudy, but for the most part right now, it's bright and shining. It's exciting. I feel refreshed, alive. The The scenery is gorgeous. I'm having some good food. 
and some good times. If you guys watched my recent video, I posted a Q&A where I actually filmed it here in Los Angeles. And But if you didn't watch it, long story short, <laughs> just a long story short, twice in the span of three minutes. And that's embarrassing. But if you didn't watch the video... Or I just need a recap. I'm in Los Angeles because I'm visiting my boyfriend's family. <laughs> Which is, yeah. I, I'm i visiting my boyfriend's family. I had planned to come to Cali with my sisters this very same week. But we didn't end up coming because, like, it was expensive and hotel and plane. And then my boyfriend said, do you want to go? And I said, sure. <laughs> So I went without them, without my sisters, and we're staying at his family's house because he's from California originally, although he lives in New York. And so we're in his family's house or, you know, the house where his family stays, where he grew up. And he's just been showing me around the places that he spent a lot of time, you know, walking around his neighborhood going to some restaurants that he went to, some coffee shops, meeting the family, which was scary, <laughs> incredibly scary. But it ended up being fine. But before we bought the tickets, or I think the day we bought the tickets, I was like, oh, so like, when are we getting the tickets for? He's like, from the 10th to the 19th. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't think twice about it. I buy we buy the ticket and then I'm like wait from the 10th to the 19th 9 days Lucas 9 days You want me to meet your family for the first time and I'm staying with them for 9 days and he was like <laughs> He's like yeah like what it's fine I was like, okay, and then I started freaking out, like, from the day we bought the ticket to the day we arrived. Honestly, still freaking out. But, yeah, I didn't really process that it was nine days. And I was like, oh, maybe I should move it back. Let me move my ticket a little bit. Let me meet you halfway there. Or let me leave halfway there. And he's like, no, like, what's the point? Like, let's just go together, leave together. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, this is crazy, but okay. And we did it, and I've actually been having a good time there. He has the best family. And I'm not only saying this because I know his mom listens to my podcast. I'm not. I'm genuinely saying that he has the most kind, amazing family, and they have treated me so well, and they're so sweet. And I've met some of his other family, like other relatives, and they've all been super sweet and kind and loving and God-fearing, which is also a really good thing. And yeah, it's been it's been a blast, and we're leaving soon, so I will miss my time spent here. But I loved it. I need this is also the longest we've ever hung out. Um, Because I always visit him or he visits me and it's only like two or three days. So this is the longest we've hung out. And <laughs> it's been fun. It has been fun. And if you saw my newest video, I 
kind of introduced him. But after I finished filming that video, I was like, wait, Lucas, we didn't even say your name in that video. <laughs> but yeah, he hopped on the channel for the first time ever, first appearance. And I this is something that I've been battling with because I keep going back and forth on like, mm, do I want to hide him? Do I want to show him? Do I want to hide him? Do I want to show him? Because everyone's doing this thing recently where they post like who they're seeing or they or they don't post who they're seeing or their boyfriends and like the whole idea of oh it's it's a private relationship not a secret one which means like i guess people know you guys are together but you don't want to show their face it makes i don't know what that means <laughs> all i know is i've been seeing a bunch of people just not post their boyfriends or if they do like post not post their face or not post their like will post like their face and their or them and just hide their face and i did that for a little bit but then it felt stupid i'm like i get on here and i talk about everything i show everything about my life and the one of the most important things that's happening now that is changing the course of my life or maybe not the course, but it's changing a lot of things. Like, this is a whole new experience. There's no way I could hide him. I show everything, you know? Like, why Why should I hide him? I don't know. But I was going back and forth on that for a while because I do like the idea of mystery and secrecy and, you know, having people wonder or popping out of nowhere with an engagement, <laughs> you know? And everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But I think when you're single, it's easy to be like, yeah, I'm not going to show my boyfriend at all until we're married or if we get married. The only time I'm posting a man is if we're married. And it's like, yeah, sure, <laughs> right? Sounds good in the in the moment when you say it. But then when you get somebody who is the most incredible person you've ever had the pleasure of meeting or let's say man or or anything <laughs> i'm trying not to sound soft so i'm trying to skirt around it but when you meet somebody that you truly click with and you truly love and you is like i don't know it's hard to hide. It's hard to hide them. It's hard to want to keep it a secret or want to hide them or like not talk. It's hard to not talk about it because like it's fun. Love is fun. Relationships are so fun. I'm having the best time. And as much as I want to go along the trend of or I wanted to because I was going back and forth in my head for a while. Should I have him appear on my channel ever or never, you know? But, like, that's a no. I don't know. I don't like when, like, I as a viewer, as a consumer, I get annoyed when people do that. I love seeing relationships online. I love seeing people being happy and in love. It makes me happy and it makes me hopeful when I was single and it made me, you know, it brought some joy to my life. So I couldn't see how I could be going back and forth from Massachusetts, from Massachusetts to New York to Cali 
and then going to New York like every two weekends and all of that stuff. I don't see how I could have I could do that and keep my boyfriend a secret. That makes me no sense. It also helps that he wants to be on camera. He likes being on camera. He has his own channel where he does podcasts and stuff and a TikTok. So it's not like it's he he wants to not that he wants to, but he doesn't mind. And I think I think it would be weird if I talked about everything or showed everything in my life, every explicit detail, including what this podcast is about to be about, and then not show him. And I know there's a boundary and a line between, like, you know, what's too much, what what is keeping your relationship private, you know, trying to protect it, trying not to have too many people involved in it, which is 100% what I'm going to do. Although maybe he will come on my channel a couple times and stuff like it's definitely going to, we're, I'm going to try and keep it as private as possible, you know, because I've seen a lot of relationships online. I see what the public can do to it. I see what, you know, having strangers comment on your relationship can, how it can affect it. So I understand. So that's also the other thing is trying to protect it from public eye while being in a public eye and i'm not saying i have the biggest audience ever so it's really not that big of a deal like it's it's cool like (laughs) it's cool like i can do it it's fine so long long story short and that's my third long story short of this episode so that's what was going through my mind but you guys were so receptive of it of him of us i think i don't know if you weren't, you didn't comment it, so I didn't see. If you had any negative thing to say, I don't know. I didn't see it, so it doesn't exist to me. But thank you for everyone who, thank you to everyone who had something nice to say, who said something sweet, who was happy for me. It means a lot. You guys are the best, the sweetest, the kindest, and I love you, and that's all. Okay? Okay. So thank you guys for that, and thank you for being like, the best kind of group of people <laughs> that I have listening and I have watching. It, it makes it makes YouTube and podcasting a lot better when I know that I'm doing it for people like you who are very kind. So thank you. And yeah, enough about that. <laughs> Let's get into what this episode is actually about, which is that I hit a milestone yesterday. A big milestone in my life that I did not think was possible. And it actually is insane and it blows my mind and I can't believe it and I'm trying to grasp it. I put a tampon in for the first time yesterday. And... <laughs> um, Yeah. And some of you guys are like, okay, good job, congrats, I guess. But if you know, you know. If you know, you know that this has been a long journey. And we're going to go on this journey, okay? We're going to go on this journey in a little bit. But I put a tampon in for the first time yesterday, and (laughs) it was crazy. I cried, I laughed, I 
squealed, I jumped around, I, I, yeah, (laughs) it was crazy, it was crazy, and I remember the many, many times I tried to put a tampon in, and hitting a wall, or feeling like there was, I, I, I couldn't do it, I never ever thought I'd be able to put a tampon in, like, it just didn't, I I didn't think it was possible. I remember asking my friend Jessica one day to help me put a tampon in. And I laid on her bathroom floor while she tried to put it in. (laughs) And it was bloody hell, literally. It was a bloody mess. Honestly, shout out to her for doing that. She's a real one. But it just wouldn't go in. And I was screaming and I was like, ow, ow, ow. And nothing was happening. She was like, Karen, like... There's no hole. <laughs> like, I can't find the hole. There's no hole. And that's what started my thoughts about there being no hole. And that's what led me to my gynecologist's office or my doctor's office. And then saying, I don't think I have a hole. And then, then telling me, uh, you probably have vaginismus. And then them referring me to a physical therapist for vaginismus. I go there. You know, we start therapy sessions. First first week, we go in, talk about, you know, history and stuff. He's like, she's like, have you ever been sexually assaulted? Boom. Repressed memories from childhood traumatic events. (laughs) resurface into my head so it was a whole thing it was i tried to put tampon then it wouldn't work we'll try and put a finger in it wouldn't work nothing would work tried to like have sex twice with people i shouldn't have been having sex with so thank god it didn't go in (laughs) and like they're like there's no hole where's the hole you know So then I was like, I don't have a hole. But I'm like, wait, no, I'm bleeding. Like, I bleed every month. Obviously, the blood is coming from somewhere. Where is it coming from? And why can't anything go in there? So, yeah, physical therapy was intense, to say the least. I thought we were just going to help me stretch (laughs) or open up my hole. Guys, TMI, this, this podcast is going to be a little bit oversharing but i'm the queen of that so let's keep going because i know that a lot of you messaged me about this when i first talked about this so i know a couple of you relate and i'm doing this for you and i'm letting you know that you can do it too okay because there was a point in time where wholeheartedly i genuinely believed that i could not put anything up my vagina hole (laughs) and i felt so like broken i felt like i'm like i'm a woman you know this is what i'm supposed to do i have a vagina for a reason things are supposed to go in and out of it why am i a woman if i can't do the one thing that that is separates me from being a man you know what i mean if i can't do the one thing that distinguishes me as a woman biologically biologically i don't know why i said that word like that biologically then am i a woman like am i a woman i see my sister my friends all of them you know 
talking about tampons or some of my friends who like are having sex talking about sex and I go on Instagram and social media and I'm seeing all these people having sex and different positions they're talking about because the internet is crazy and I'm thinking how is anybody doing that like how is anybody doing that how are you doing that (laughs) how is it just how is that just happening for you so freely and I can't I can't do anything about mine like I remember the third week of physical therapy um after I realized okay I have vaginismus because I was sexually assaulted when I was little and I have an episode on that so you guys can go check it out listen to it but if you don't want to listen to the episode yet I vaginismus is like when your brain associates any type of penetration or any type of thing going in your vagina your brain associates that with trauma with pain so when I was sexually assaulted I was little I froze up I got super intense I got super scared and from then on my body my brain just associated that that moment in my life with penetration and I didn't even know it like the brain my brain just did that without my permission or without my knowledge so anytime I went to go put anything up there my body froze up and shut itself out and like the muscles contracted which made it feel like there was no hole because the muscle the muscles were shut like tight you know and if you guys want more on vaginismus you can look it up v-a-g-i-n i-s S-M-U-S, I think. Yeah. So, realize, okay, that's where it comes from. It can also come from, like, extreme, you know, religious upbringing where, like, your vagina is just, like, like, you don't talk about it. You don't. It's a no-no topic. Sex is a no-no thing. You can't really have the room to discover your body or know what your vagina does because you've been told all your life it's a sin to even do anything down there which is also part of the reason so yeah um my third week of physical therapy she if you look at your pinky right now there's like three lines you know she was able to get up to the third line no not the third whoa that would be the whole finger no she only got up to the first line she put it she put her pinky inside my my vagina to help my brain kind of like process and allow um allow myself to not be scared of penetration and understand that not every penetration is bad and not everyone is out to hurt me and not every thing that goes down there or tries to go down there is is harmful you know so she puts her fir- the first line. She only gets up to the first line on her pinky. And I am screaming in pain. Like screaming in pain. Telling her to get it out. And I go home feeling so like ashamed of myself. Disappointed of myself. What is wrong with me? People are fitting fists up there. <laughs> Okay, people are fitting crazy things up theirs. And I couldn't get a like like an inch of a pinky and I was screaming. 
it made me so upset. I never returned. <laughs> okay, I would have returned, but coincidentally, that's when the pandemic started. So they stopped seeing patients. And that was the last memory I had in in the physical therapist's office was her not being able to even put her pinky in, just getting like an inch in and me screaming at her. So from then on, um, she had told me to get dilators and there's like a thread or write it a reddit subthread for vaginismus so there's people who go on there if you're familiar with reddit people just tell their stories give advice ask questions so i got on the you know i started getting on the reddit subthreads just reading about people's advice and milestones you know when someone was able to have sex for the first time they would post it oh i was able to have sex for the first time and everyone in the vaginismus community would be like, woo, good job. And I would be reading all these people's success stories. And, you know, I was able to put a tampon in for the first time. And I would be, you know, excited for them because I know how much of a defeat it feels like when you're not able to do what you want your body to do or where your body was designed to do. So I was reading that. I was watching a bunch of videos on vaginismus. You know, there's breathing exercises. There's pelvic floor therapists on YouTube who post guided meditations to help you relax your pelvic floor muscles and try and build a mind-to-body or mind-to-muscle connection where you're trying to connect your mind to the vagina muscles and help it relax and all of this. I was doing all of this stuff. But the last thing and the number one thing that was recommended to overcome this was dilators. And dilators are these devices that kind of look like penises, but no, not penises. They kind of look like dildos, to be honest. And they range from like a really tiny, small size and then progressively gets bigger. So there's different companies that make them. There's different like materials. Some are plastic. Some are silicone. Some are, I don't know, that's all. Plastic and silicone. That's all that there is. And, you know, people would be talking about it all. The My, my physical therapist recommended it. The people on YouTube who were experts in vaginismus recommended it. People on Reddit recommended it. So I was like, okay, fine. I will go buy some dilators. And the point of dilators is that you start with the smallest size. If you're able to get it in there, you keep it in there for a while, you know, do it for like two or three days and move on to the next size. You know, train your body to expand and be able to fit stuff in there. So, yeah, um, I bought one. I bought a set of dilators and... When was the pandemic? Two years ago? Yeah. I bought a set of dilators <laughs> at the beginning of the pandemic. And I did not use them up until last month. <laughs> I had them for, I think I bought them before the pandemic, actually. I had them for a good two years. And I did not touch them once. Not because I didn't want to get, like, over my vaginismus. I definitely, I wanted to. I wanted to get rid of this condition so badly. I wanted to be able to, you know, like, have my vagina function as normal. I wanted to be able to have tampons. I wanted to be able to have sex in the future. 
But the idea of a, those dilators scared me. Every time I looked at them, like, every time I would pick up the box and, like, okay, I'm going to try them today. Nope. Put it right back. <laughs> the smallest size was, like, the size of a pinky. I promise you. The size of a full pinky. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't fathom how that was supposed to go inside of me. I'm like, there, it literally is impossible. There's no hole. Or, I mean, if there's a hole, there's, there's like, a wall there. Like, every time I try and put something there, it's hitting a, like, it's hitting a wall. It feels like, it feels like there's no opening. It's just a closing. <laughs> so, the idea of those dilators scared me. And every time I looked at them, I would freak out because I'm like, okay, my problem is that I can't put anything up there. But you want me to overcome the problem by putting something up there? It made no sense. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't understand it. I do not understand. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like you can fix your solution by just doing it. I'm like, no, 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 no. There has to be another way. There has to be another way. I do not have to use these dilators to help me. Like, there has to be another way because I don't see how the the problem is also the solution, you know? I can't put anything in there, so I'm going to put this in there to help me put things in there. It made no sense. How am I going to put that thing in there in the first place if I can't put anything in there? It was bizarre. I didn't understand it. But here, everyone on this Reddit thread was talking about their dilators and how they moved on from level one to level two. And I'm like, how are you doing it? <laughs> And it just didn't make any sense. I had accepted my fate that I just can't do anything. I can't wear tampons. I can't have sex. That is me. And I am a broken woman, you know? And something that happened to me when I was eight years old is going to affect me for the rest of my life. And it's going to mess up my life because now I can't put anything in my vagina. And yeah, the one thing... I am supposed to do as a woman. <laughs> this is not all what women are made for. I'm just saying. But I'm saying, you know, the one defining thing. And I can't do it. So, you know. And. <laughs> um, I cannot tell this story without mentioning the key person or the key. Yeah, a key person in the story is my boyfriend, Lucas. I would not have picked up those dilators without him. Like, I wouldn't. I just would not have. I would have ignored this problem. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cross the bridge when I get there, you know? I would not have attempted to start using dilators again to help me if it wasn't for him. So... Shout outs to him because I don't want to say I did this on myself. Also, God, first of all, God is the only one. God is the one, you know, responsible for giving me the strength in my brain to overcome this. But I'm going to start from the day I picked up the dilators. It was from a conversation with my boyfriend and we I was talk, telling him about it because I think he came across the podcast that I made or something. I don't know how the conversation started, but. We were talking about it and he's like, no, I think, I think you should try them, Karen. I think you should at least try. You haven't even tried them. You've had these dilators for two years 
and you haven't tried them. And everyone who ever overcomes this, the dilators help them. So try it. And he gave me the encouragement and the motivation <laughs> and the support and really like was like, you can do it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try tomorrow. He's like, okay, the next day came. I'm like, sorry, babe, I can't do it. I can't. I'll try tomorrow. And I kept pushing it off till one day. I was like, okay, no, I'm, I'm just going to try it. So the whole day I woke up with the intent that, okay, I'm going to try my dilators today. It was a whole mental battle that I had to even prepare myself for. And I think this is what also helped because I was preparing myself throughout the day. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I had made up my mind that I was going to do it. So there was no backing out of it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I get home from work. You know, I'd finished all my homework. I had nothing else to do. Picked out my dilators. I had bought a bottle of lube from a while ago. Lube is your best friend, guys. If anyone is going through this problem, lube is your best friend. If you have dilators and you're trying to use them, lube them up. O-D, like a lot, because that will help you. So, I relax, I pick up the smallest size dilator that looks like a pinky now, and it it, it seems so scary to me, it looks so big, I'm like, how? But my in my mind, I was like, no, that thing is going inside, I don't care what, I don't care what happens, like, it's going inside. <laughs> I have a hole, I'm a woman, I bleed every month, I know I have a hole, and I know it's going inside, and I know that... This is mostly a mental thing because as soon as I start thinking that it's going to hurt, it starts hurting and I scream. So it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. That's all I was telling myself. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. It's going to be fine and it's going to go in smoothly because people can put like, if people can put like (laughs) a freaking wine. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into it. You know, people can put big things up there. People can do it. I can put the small little pinky sized dilator in there. <laughs> so I lay on my bed. I put on some relaxing music. I try and do some breathing because there's breathing that you're supposed to do some diaphragmatic breathing that like opens your pelvic floor muscle and, and closes it. Oh, also. There are some breathing exercises that I learned from physical therapy that I had been doing like every morning prior to the week of putting the dilators in. And even like a couple mornings, you know, if if I remember to do it, I would do my pelvic floor breathing exercises. And you guys can look it up if you want help as well. If you don't need help with this, then ignore it. But if you need help, there are breathing exercises that you can do to help your pelvic floor also relaxed. So it was a lot of things. It was, you know, a mental battle. And then you had to incorporate the breathing. You have to incorporate the lube. You have to make sure you're not stressed. You have to be comfortable. All of that. And a supportive boyfriend. But if you don't have one, maybe a supportive friend. (laughs) Or a parent. Or something. Or me. I will be your support. You can do it. And you got this. Okay? You can do it. You're strong. You're brave. And I I was like, okay. I set out to put the first dilator in. And I laid on my back. 
opened the box up, lubed up the little thingy, and to my surprise, okay, at first there was a little bit of pain. I put it in, and I experienced the pain that I always feel when something is like at the entrance of it. I've tried to put tampons in many times. I'm familiar with the pain that I feel like when anything like touches the entrance. It's like automatic fear, panic, pain. But then I realized, no, Karen, this is a cycle. As soon as you start panicking about this, your muscles are going to tighten up. So just relax. You want this to go inside of you. It's not dangerous. It's not harmful. It's not someone forcing themselves on you like what happened a while ago. This is you voluntarily putting something there. So you got this and just push past the pain. To my surprise, guys, after I just thought that, after I had climbed the mountain in my brain, it just slid right in. (laughs) It just slid right in with no effort. It made no sense. I was like, what? It was this easy this whole time? I couldn't believe it. I was. I called my sister right away. I was like, Clara, I put the first dilator in. And she just starts laughing. She's like, Karen, that's like a pinky. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a big deal. I didn't even think I had a hole for my whole life. Haha, <laughs> that was a play on words for my whole life. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I'm freaking out, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I did it. I posted on the sub, the Reddit thread for the first time ever because I wanted to share my success story as well. So I said, guys, I put in my first dilator and had a whole bunch of people congratulating me. <laughs> it felt good. I kept it in for like 15 minutes, you know, tried to watch some Emma Chamberlain. I walked around a bit because that's what they advise you to do. Keep it in for like... 30 minutes to an hour or something, move it around every once in a while so that you get used to, like, different feeling. Um, Walk around a bit so you get used to it as well. Take it out, put it back in so you know you can associate, you know, you don't associate pain with penetration anymore. So I did that whole thing that whole night, and it, it was amazing. I also prayed before I asked the Holy Spirit for strength. That is a key thing. I could not have done it without him. So I I, I honestly, it, <laughs> everything about that day helped me overcome it in my head and then helped my body relax so that it went in. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is amazing. Incredible. I told my boyfriend, He's like, wow, good job, babe. I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, now try the second one. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Slow your roll. We just got the first one in. Now you want me to try the second one? Are you crazy? No, I'm going to stay on this level for like a week, and then next week I'm going to move on to the second one. He's like, no, that makes no sense. Just try the second one. I was like, no, I'm not trying the second one. And then went to bed. The next day, he's like, okay, try the first one. I did it. He's like, okay, try the second one. I'm like, no, babe, I'm not trying the second one. The second one looks huge. He's like, Karen, the first one looked huge to you as well. 
until you put it in. So just try the second one. I'm like, oh, this is all over the phone, by the way. <laughs> and I I take out the first one and I realize, wow, like the first one actually looks so small now. It looks it used to look so big to me before I put it in and realized how easy it was. It went in and I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually very little. So I tried the second one. Same thing. A little bit of pain at the beginning. Push past it. Boom, it's in. What? I couldn't believe it. That same night, there's five levels of dilators or there's five of them. There's five sizes from smallest to biggest. That same night, I went from size one to size four in that same night, you guys. And if you guys don't understand how monumental this is, I want you to look up dilators and look, see how they look. And if you see like a box of five, yeah. Five is the largest size. Five is like as close to like a, a, the size of a regular penis that they could have, you know, gotten it. So it's it's big. I haven't tried number five yet because it's still big to me. <laughs> but in one night, I went from one to two to three to four. I was in a roll. I was unstoppable. I just kept doing them one after the other. And each each time I, t- I, I conquered one level. It looked so small to me. I'm like, wow, I did it. Like, it, it used to look so big to me, and now it looks so small to me. And I, I just was in awe. I kept screaming, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. <laughs> and, yeah, every time I was done with one level, my boyfriend's like, okay, try the next one. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're trying to kill me, aren't you? He's like, no, I'm trying to help you. So, yeah. With his push and encouragement, I went from like level one to level four in one night. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. This is it. It was crazy. I I I, I still don't understand how I did that. It was. It felt supernatural. I. It was insane. It was insane. And I for the first time felt like wow okay i am a woman <laughs> i am a woman i was born to do woman things i have a vagina things can go up in there size 4 went up in there size 4 looked huge to me it still does a little bit but yeah i'll let you know when i reach size 5 just going i probably won't let you know but <laughs> Because this is the only episode I'm going to do about it. Unless you guys have questions. And then maybe I'll answer some questions. But yeah. It it was incredible. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to call my physical therapist. And be like. Can you believe it? I couldn't even put an inch of your pinky in. And I put a whole size 4 dilator inside. And I realized that every time I went deeper and I felt pain or I wanted to panic, I wanted to take it out, I just had to calm my mind and relax. And the minute I did that, boom, I could go further. Every time I felt like I hit like a wall of pain, that was just my muscle contracting in that moment because I'm I'm scared. So when I just, you know, put my mind off it, tell myself I'm not scared, tell myself, it's supposed to be this way 
a vagina can expand and fit a whole baby. Like, I can do it, you know? And slowly but surely, every size started looking smaller and smaller and smaller to me. And I think it's a metaphor for anything that you want to conquer in life, you know? Sometimes the obstacle, the mountain seems so big till you climb it. And you're like, oh, this was just a little hill, you know? So that's how I felt. And sometimes the mountain is you. Sometimes the mountain is your mind. You have to just conquer your mind and the rest of your body follows it. And it's crazy. There's a there's a sermon by Apostle Joseph Solomon where he talks about how if your mind is someplace, your body will follow. If your mind is telling yourself that you're ugly every day, your body will follow. It'll start treating itself like it's ugly, start treating itself like it's worthless. If your mind, to you, in your mind, you are a multimillionaire with a big company, your body will follow as long as your mind is there. Your body will start doing things to help you get there. Same thing with the dilators. If my mind has conquered it, my body will naturally follow. You guys should listen to that sermon. I will try and link it in the notes the podcast notes it's a beautiful amazing sermon i love him he's my favorite pastor ever and yeah yep so i conquered it conquered four dilators and since then i started you know doing more breathing exercises practicing with the dilators every night trying and i left them at school so this whole break I went on break like December 18th, so it's almost a month since I've been on break. This whole break, I have not been using my dilators. And the thing with the dilators is that if you stop using them regularly, your body can go back to thinking that it's impossible. So um, it's hard. You have to keep using it. You have to keep training the the muscle and keep training the mind-to-body or mind to muscle connection and yeah so i haven't used dilators in a long time i haven't thought about you know vagina holes in a long time (laughs) and up until yesterday right so yesterday i was on the like seventh day of my period and i was getting frustrated because usually my period only lasts like three or four days But two months ago, it lasted 10 days, and I was going crazy because I was like, what is going on? What is happening? And then the same thing happened this week. I was on, like, day seven, and I'm like, no, I can't. So I was praying to God. On day six, I was like, God, let it stop by day seven because I'm about to run out of pads. I don't have any more pads. And I'm praying, God, when I wake up tomorrow, my period will be over because I only have one pad left. And I wholeheartedly believed that when I wake up tomorrow, my period will be over. Sometimes faith works that way. Sometimes it doesn't. I woke up and I was still bleeding just as heavily as if I was on day one. And I just got so frustrated. I got so sad. I was kind of in a little bit of a mood that day because I wanted my period to end. And it wasn't ending and it was annoying. So, I, I, you know, used my last pad. I was like, God, let it stop 
Now, this is my last pad. Let it stop now. Lo and behold, the pad filled up quickly because I'm bleeding so much. And I'm now at the end of myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't mind have any more pads. Um, so my boyfriend's like, oh, ask my mom if she has any more pads or any pads or tampons. And I said, pads or tampons? And he's like, yeah, you should try using tampons. I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go again. This is another battle. I know I've been able to fit, you know, the dilators in there, but I never thought about trying a tampon again, you know? I always got scared even after you even after successfully using dilators the idea of trying a tampon again because i've had so many frustrating moments with tampons in my bathroom months and months and months on end i didn't really want to try a tampon again i'm good with my pads i'm good with bleeding out into a pad like i'm okay i'm good i i can do without it <laughs> but i was courageous enough to ask his mom, if she had any pads or tampons. And she only had tampons. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe God made me bleed so much so that I will run out of pads and have to use a tampon. But this is just me trying to find meaning in everything. She only had tampons. And I was like, oh boy, okay, I guess today's the day. I mean, I had no other choice. I was about to go to bed. I didn't want to use a tissue because I will bleed on the bed and there's no pads and it's like late at night. No one's going to go out to the store. So I'm going to have to use these tampons. These tampons were so small. They were like the size of the first dilator. I was like, okay, I can do it. I've done it before. Not the tampon, but that size, like I can do it. I know something is can fit in there because I've put things in there and it worked, and I know I'm capable, and I know I'm strong. <laughs> so I get the tampons. I say thank you. I go into the bathroom. I try and put it in there. I get like two centimeters in. Pain. Excruciating pain. And I'm just like, no, I can't do this today. I can't do this pain today. I need to be able to put a tampon in. I need to be able to. So I go to my I go to my room, I lay on my floor, on my back. Breathe in, Karen. Breathe in. You're capable. You are capable. Start breathing in slowly. Trying to relax my mind. Trying to not panic at the feeling of pain. And I push it in there. And luckily, thanks to the blood, it was it was able to slide in there without any lube or anything because it's already, like, wet. So I push it in, and I put in a tampon for the first time ever in my entire life. And I immediately started crying because I did not think this was possible in a million years. <laughs> so I just want to thank not only God, but Jesus. <laughs> but honestly... Thank God for his help, for the people who brought he brought into my life to help me overcome this childhood trauma consequence. And yeah, right? I changed it now. I'm on the second one. I was able to do it. That one standing up 
Um, so that's good because for a minute I thought maybe I had to lie down on my back to be able to comfort comfortably do it. But then as soon as I was about to, you know, go lie down, I was like, no, Karen, what if you're in college, you're on campus? What if you need to change your tampon real quick? Like, you're not going to have any place to go lie down and do it. So just do it standing up. And I did it. And it slid in so easily. And, yeah. So (laughs) that is that. We are running into um, 52nd minute minute of this podcast or 53rd. So... Thank you guys for going on this journey of overco- overcoming vaginismus with me. It has been insane. It has been crazy. I still can't believe it. I still am trying to train my body not to freak out. I'm still trying to, you know, overcome the pain because it's not supposed to be really painful like you know, but baby steps, you know, tampon is really, a really baby step. But I did it. And anyone listening who's feeling this way, you can do it too. We were made for this. We were made for this. Our bodies were made for this. And Christ gives us strength. And I feel, I hate to say that I feel whole, but I, I, I feel a little part of me has been restored. I feel like... You know, for so long I was down on myself because I thought I was not capable of doing things that so many girls could do. I I, I was ashamed of myself. I was disappointed. You know, what's the point of having a vagina if you can't even do anything with it? <laughs> so I didn't feel like a woman. I didn't feel like girl enough I didn't feel whole or you know I didn't feel good about it it was something that was a burden on me a weight on me it it really really destroyed my self-confidence in a lot of ways I just felt useless and broken and not normal and and now a lot of that is gone. A lot of those feelings are gone and I'm I'm very excited and very optimistic about the future of my body, my health, my pelvic floor, <laughs> my pelvic floor muscles. And yeah, so I know a couple of you or a lot of, a couple of you messaged me that you were struggling with this too when I initially spoke up about it a while ago on my youtube and my podcast so i am sharing this to say that i have overcome vaginismus for the most part you know it's still a battle whenever i have to when i was trying to put in the second one and trust me even with the whole dilator process when i was doing it one after the other and you know feeling so successful and confident it came with a lot of tears a lot of pain a lot of programming my mind to relax and accept it you know it took a lot a lot of strength it was not easy at all and it's not going to be easy for anybody going through this it's not going to be easy at all but it is going to be so worth it once you try once you try and you succeed and you see how capable your body is 
of doing things that it's meant to do it makes it so worth it and it was incredible and yeah so thank you guys for listening i'm happy to share this news with you if you have any questions message me uh yeah i'm very excited and i thank god for it all so thank you guys for listening and i'll talk to you guys in my next episode i love you bye bye